KTSA News Flash. The proposed redistricting map for the state Senate is on its way to the House for consideration. The Texas Senate gave its final approval to the map late Monday by a 20 to 11 vote. The Senate currently has 18 Republicans and 13 Democrats. The proposed map would likely change that balance to 19 and 12 through the reconfiguration of a Tarrant County district. Democrats object to the map mainly on the basis of race, but Senator Joan Huffman, a Republican from Houston who led the redistricting effort, says she drew the map blind to race. Two Democratic U.S. representatives from Houston are speaking out against the proposed redistricting map because it would pit them against each other. Sheila Jackson Lee and Al Green testified Monday in Austin before the Texas Senate Special Committee on Redistricting. Jackson Lee and Green are two of the five black members of Texas's three dozen U.S. House delegates. The proposed redrawing of the districts takes Jackson Lee out of her own district and into Green's. The Senate committee approved the redrawn map, which later was approved by the full Senate. Governor Greg Abbott says Texas is getting ready for another large caravan of migrants on the way to the southern U.S. border. The governor tweeted a video Monday saying the Texas National Guard and state troopers are working together to close off surge locations and arrest foreign trespassers. In response to a request from the Pentagon, South Dakota is deploying 125 of its National Guard members to the southern border. They'll stay at the border for the next 9 to 12 months. The Texas Supreme Court is denying a request from Planned Parenthood to resume its lawsuit challenging the state's new pro-life law. The Texas Multidistrict Litigation Panel has paused the suit along with 13 similar ones. Planned Parenthood asked the state's all-Republican high court last week to allow the suit to continue. The Supreme Court denied the request Monday. Planned Parenthood's lawsuit seeks to have the new state law declared unconstitutional. Spurs Sports and Entertainment plans to create a mixed-use development assisted by incentives from the local government. San Antonio and Bear County are offering the organization $32 million in incentives to build the 50-acre Human Performance Campus on the far northwest side. In addition to a training facility for the Spurs, the development will include a 22-acre park, a Human Performance Research Institute, an outdoor plaza, and retail, restaurant, and commercial space. The Spurs organization says the project will cost about $510 million and create more than 1,700 full-time jobs. Testimony continues today in the murder trial of John Scaringhausen. His trial was the first to get started after in-person jury trials resumed on Monday in Bear County. Scaringhausen is accused of gunning down Anthony Sinks in the parking lot of a Northwest Side apartment complex in January 2020. On Monday, both sides made opening arguments and the state called several witnesses. If Scaringhausen is found guilty, he faces life in prison. A courtroom drama cast against the backdrop of COVID-19 started today in Houston. Correspondent Jim Ryan explains how the pandemic has affected legal proceedings. In what is normally the home of the NFL's Houston Texans, defense attorney Philip Scardino lowered his mask to speak to a socially distanced crowd of potential jurors at NRG Arena. We can't talk about the facts, but you know what he's charged with. He's charged with capital murder and he's charged with killing two people. Scardino's client, David Conley, is formally charged with killing two, but suspected of breaking into his ex-girlfriend's home and murdering eight people altogether in 2015. Metal deficiencies will keep him from facing the death penalty. Investigators say a San Antonio TikTok personality who died in a wreck last week was transporting illegal immigrants. The Zavala County Sheriff's Department says 19-year-old Gabriel Salazar had three illegal immigrants with him in his car when it flipped and burned. All four died in the wreck that happened when Salazar was trying to get away from a Crystal City police unit on U.S. Highway 83 last Sunday. The Zavala Sheriff's Office updates says Homeland Security has since confirmed the other three in Salazar's car had crossed illegally into Texas from Mexico. 
Salazar had over 2 million TikTok followers. Kendall County officials are looking for an aggravated robbery suspect they believe is in San Antonio. The Sheriff's Department says 23-year-old Kino Montrell Allen is the suspect in a robbery in Bernie on October 28th of last year. Officials say Allen is a known gang member and should be considered armed and dangerous. His last known address was on Creekmore Drive in San Antonio. There's a $5,000 reward for information that leads to his arrest. A former employee of Alamo Heights ISD is out of a job after his arrest last week on child sex charges. Castle Hills Police arrested 41-year-old James Lachlan on two counts of sexual assault of a child and indecency with a child's sexual contact. A 15-year-old girl claims Lachlan got her drunk and sexually assaulted her in late July. He was the director of technology for the school district, but district officials said Monday he no longer works for them. They didn't say whether Lachlan had been fired or had resigned. Officials are announcing the arrests of 66 violent fugitives recently in the San Antonio area as the result of a nationwide crackdown. In a news conference Monday, Susan Pomerlo, U.S. Marshal for the Western District of Texas, said the arrests included 43 known gang members and a Texas top 10 most wanted fugitive. The Lone Star Fugitive Task Force conducted Operation Washout in late September, focusing on the arrest of violent fugitives and gang members with active arrest warrants. Officers also seized guns, drugs, and cash. Some Converse area schools were on lockdown earlier today. Multiple schools were put in lockdown after residents and law enforcement both reported they heard gunfire on the northeast side of the city Tuesday morning. It should be noted that there's an area near here where uh, it's frequented by dove hunters. Bear County Sheriff Javier Salazar said that mounted units searched the greenways around Metzger Middle School. Uh, we did make contact with a dove hunter who did say he did fire several shots, but we don't know at this point if what the initial neighbor heard was those gunshots. Salazar said no arrests were made and the lockdowns were eventually lifted. A shooting turned into a standoff in Leon Valley this morning. Leon Valley police responded to gunshots around 7.30 a.m. Tuesday, and when police showed up, three men barricaded themselves inside a home on Weathered Post Drive. Witnesses reportedly told investigators they heard somewhere between 8 and 28 shots. The three men surrendered to law enforcement around 10 a.m. and told investigators a party that started last night had been going strong well into the morning. One of the men was reportedly still in intoxicated when they were taken into custody. Their identities have not been released. Metro health officials are reporting 313,005 cases of coronavirus in Bear County. That total includes 287 cases that were reported Monday. Officials reported no new deaths, leaving the county's death toll at 4,434. The number of patients hospitalized is now 576. More than 298,000 patients have recovered. CPS Energy is giving customers a chance to weigh in on the proposed rate increase tonight. CPS Energy said tonight's Teletown Hall is aimed at communicating with San Antonians about the reasons for the proposed rate increase, which would be the first time rates have been raised in eight years. CPS Energy said the company is currently in the pre-rate increase consideration period and has not officially asked the Board of Trustees to vote for the change, but may ask the board to vote as early as later in the fall. The Teletown Hall will take place from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., and customers who would like to participate must register on the CPS Energy website. Former Spurs center forward Pau Gasol is ending his basketball career. The 41-year-old announced his retirement today in Spain, saying he's thought a lot about it and knew it was time. Gasol says he was really glad to be 
able to finish his career with Barcelona, the same club he started his basketball career. He played two and a half seasons with the San Antonio Spurs, scoring his 20,000th career point in 2017. Jerry Jones is now a member of the Cotton Bowl Hall of Fame. The Cowboys owner was inducted into the fraternity today along with former Kansas State head coach Bill Snyder. Jones was co-captain of the Arkansas Razorbacks when they won the 1964 Cotton Bowl in the National Championship. Cotton Bowl officials also praised Jones for helping move the game from Fair Park to AT&T Stadium and raise its football profile again. Whitney Cummings is returning to San Antonio next year for a stop on her Touch Me tour. Cummings will appear on April 3rd at the Tobin Center. The comedian, author, actress, producer, and director was in town in May when she rescued a turtle from some trash in the San Antonio River. People who prefer an action-packed Halloween can join in a zombie hunt this month. Paintball Nights in Lavernia is hosting a series of zombie hikes every Saturday in October. Participants can stroll along a quarter-mile trail through a haunted village in spooky woods and shoot zombies with glowing jelly balls and new low-impact type of paintball. For 20 bucks a person, each player gets a blaster in 500 rounds and groups of 10 are led along the trail. Paintball Nights is a mile off Loop 1604 on Lavernia Road in St. Hedwig. The Magnolia Hotel in Seguin is said to be haunted, but it offers tours and overnight stays anyway. The 180-year-old hotel lately operates as a bed and breakfast. It was originally built as a log cabin in 1840 by James Campbell, one of the first Texas Rangers, and is now known worldwide for its reported paranormal activity. The Magnolia has been featured on the Travel Channel and in magazines like Texas Highways and Country Living. KTSA Money News. Wall Street swung back into the winning column following Monday's tech-led route, with Facebook rallying higher after getting hammered following the 60 Minutes whistleblower report. The Dow gained 311 points to 34,314. The Nasdaq rose 178 points to 14,433. And the S&P advanced by 45 points to 4345. Global chip sales were up 30% in August compared to a year earlier, according to the Semiconductor Industry Association. The report says chip shipments reached record totals in recent months as the industry ramps up production to address continuing high demand. Jason Brooks, CBS News. ATSA AccuWeather. A few clouds in the sky tonight with a low of 63. Sunny to partly cloudy skies for tomorrow. Air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups with a high of 90. Sunny on Thursday with a high 90. I'm Gregory Patrick with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. And I'm Katie Barber. Good news around the clock at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And news anytime online at KTSA.com.